Shalom, shalom, welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith, living life in the Spirit. I hope you are blessed and encouraged in the God that we serve. He is high and lifted up. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. It's a blessing we can come together and fellowship around the Scriptures. And, uh, you know, every day as we just look back at what the Father is doing, it really is exciting. I'm, I'm excited about the newsletter that's coming out tomorrow. Um, so you get to hear the updates of things that's going on in the ministry and also testimonies of what the Father is doing in people's lives. But if you still have testimonies, I want to encourage you, send your testimonies to Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com and I'll forward them to Esther. And uh, we're collating different testimonies of what the Father is doing within the lives of others, which is a blessing because we are meant to be a community sharing the love of Yehovah with each other and we can be an encouragement to the body of Messiah. Uh, people will read these testimonies and see victory in Messiah. I really believe that as testimonies goes out, healing will uh, come forth in people's lives. How many people have been transformed through reading a book, through reading a story, a testimony of someone else? Deliverance will come. Healing will come. Uh, transformation will come. Hallelujah. So tonight we are uh, going to uh, be focusing in the book of Luke. Go, I am sending you. At least I think we're in. Are we in Luke? Yeah, we're in Luke uh, chapter 10. So we're going to look at that in a second. But before we do, we just want to take a moment just to shout out and say hello to those who are tuning in. Welcome, Russell. Good to see you. We've got Yogi. We've got Miguel. Um, we have uh, B. Um, we've got Paul in Nigeria. We've got uh, Esther. We've got Karen. We've got Cassandra joining with us. Welcome. Thanks for being with us. Again, we didn't have our... Uh, notice feeder we've got uh, Tina as well with us thanks for joining with us what a blessing that we can all come together around the scripture so let's just take a moment to pray before we get into the words and that you know I hope each day as we spend time studying that it really is a blessing to you that the father is speaking to you and uh, you know look the bottom line is that we are not just <clears throat> feeling good about the word but we're receiving and we're fellowshipping in such a way that what the Father is doing in our lives will, will bring transformation into our lives, into our families and those around us, that we will be effective for the kingdom. <clears throat> we want to be effective for the King of kings and the Lord of lords so we can make a difference for his name's sake. Hallelujah. That's why we are here to share the gospel of truth to this generation. Welcome, Lola, as well. Good to see you. Thanks for joining. Okay, Father, we want to thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for the word, that your word is life, that your word is truth. We just want to release uh, the blessings of the scripture over our lives today, that we will see, Father, your love uh, in our lives and father that you will give us a heart of compassion for the brokenhearted that we will understand the importance of the gospel of the kingdom 
Father, and we will share the good news to this generation. So be with us as we spend time in the scriptures this day. And we just speak blessing over every household that is represented here today, that every household will be blessed, every individual will be blessed and encouraged, and Yehovah will see the victory of a mighty God. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, it's so important that we are in the place of prayer, that we are focused on listening to the voice of the Spirit. And I was reading in uh, Luke chapter 10, and it just really encouraged me just in the structure of dealing with the harvest and how ripe the harvest is. But before we go there, I want you to turn to Second Peter chapter 3. I want to read just a, a couple of verses there concerning delay over salvation. You know, thank you, Father, that the Messiah hasn't returned yet because there's still such a mighty work to be done. And, you know, there's many believers that are just like, ah, you know, come back, Yeshua, get me out of here. Um, But at the cost of, you know, oh, this is my pain. This is what I'm going through. But, you know, every extra day we have is another day to make a difference in the lives of others. What can we do? to be salt and light in this generation. So in 2 Peter chapter 3, it says in verse 8, Do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With Yehovah, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. He's not restricted to time. This is so amazing that our God is not restricted to time. He's living in eternity. We are the ones living in the time Zone. So verse 9, Yehovah is not slow in keeping his promises as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Now there's something for our intercession today. There's something for us to really press in. You know, start looking at those who we are praying for, are we, are we diligently praying for the lost? Are we laboring over our lost family members that don't know you, don't know the Messiah? You know, we've got to press in on these things. And I want to tell you that this is the day of answered prayer. This is the time of victory. We are not called to shrink back. We are not going to shrink back, but we will see the promises of Yehovah fulfilled within our lives. So today, what are we looking at? Go, I am sending you. And, you know, I just want to read these first opening verses of Luke chapter 10, and we'll we'll just start talking about this a little bit. Okay, verse 1 of Luke 10. After this, Yehovah appointed 72 others and he sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go he told them the harvest is plentiful but the workers are are few ask yehovah the lord of the harvest therefore to send out workers into his harvest field Ask that he will send out workers into his harvest field. And I love the fact that everywhere Yeshua was going, he gave his disciples the privilege of proclaiming what's about to happen. Messiah come. Messiah is coming. Be prepared. Listen, I want to share with you the gospel of the kingdom. For what purpose? Yeshua is coming. He is here. He wants to minister to you. He wants to bring transformation into your life. So what a privilege it is to be sent. 
what a privilege it is to go because that's what's taking place here. You know, he is appointing us and sending us out. And he uses these 72 as an example and says, I am sending you out so that we can see the victory of Messiah, so that we can see the road being prepared before us. So you're not just going to be sent out on your own. You're being sent out with the authority of the Spirit. But I love how this portion of Scripture opens up. It says, Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Now, you know, the very next point he's after this, he's saying, Ask to send the workers. And then he says this, Go, I am sending you. So he's saying, I want you in a prayerful mindset to, to, to say, Father, send forth your workers. Send forth your workers into the harvest field. Will you join us together with hearts of unity to bring your truth to this generation? Let's not be islands, independent islands, you know, just, you know, having our own personal relationship with Messiah. How do we get to that place where we are walking together with others? And it's okay. You get to choose who you walk with. You can choose who you walk with. But the bottom line is this. Who are we walking with? Are we taking the time to walk with others for the harvest field? So here's Yeshua. He's sending out. He's appointing the 70 or the 72, depending on what portion of Scripture you're reading from. And he's saying the harvest is plentiful. The workers are free. Why? There's so much. If you will just open up your eyes and see what's going on around you. You know, if you see what's going on around you and you don't have a move in your a movement in your heart, then you know our focus is off track. And my prayer tonight is that we see spiritual alignment concerning the diligence of standing in the gap on behalf of the lost. Father, we pray for those who persecute us. We stand in the gap for the brokenhearted, for those who have not yet heard. And I love what it says here. Go, I'm sending you out. I'm sending you out like lambs among the wolves. (laughs) Do not take a purse or a bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. What's he saying? When you go in my name... When you go in my name, it doesn't matter if there's lions in the den with Daniel. (laughs) It doesn't matter if there's wolves around uh, the lambs. It doesn't matter because you have the protection and the authority of a mighty God. And he says, don't take a purse. Why? You know, uh, or or a bag or, or sandals. You don't have to take these things. Why? Because the words that you will deliver will be life. They will be, uh, you know, delivered from the uh, um, the currency of the kingdom. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. As we speak forth his word, his blessings will be added to us to be effective for the kingdom. So we don't have to worry about what we have uh, when we are sent. And, you know, the sad fact about many mission organizations you know they invite you to come and be part of their organizations but if you lack the funding what do they say well you know you'll have to go back and raise your own support and you get this level of funding then you can join us and you know you'll be eight you know 10 11 months in the field and one month 
uh, going around your partners and building support for you to be part of this mission. And that's what tends to happen. But what's what's the Father saying, or what's Yeshua saying within this portion of Scripture? Take no parcel bag. He said, I'm sending you out. You don't have provision, but what you have is far greater. Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give unto you. In the name of Yeshua of Nazareth. And we will see the fruits of the Spirit. We will see the miracles of Yehovah. We will see the provision and everything that is needed. Where the Father sends, he will provide. He will make a way. So there's all these wolves out there that want to stop the work of Yehovah. You might be in the valley of the shadow of death. But it's only a shadow. And a shadow never bit anyone. You know, the shadow of a dog never bit anyone. A shadow is a shadow. It's not going to harm you. It's not going to hurt you, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So you are being sent out like lambs among the wolves, totally vulnerable. And this is what the Father wants to teach us in how we move forward in the Spirit. He's, He's saying, listen... You know, you're going to be vulnerable when you walk with me. You're going to be vulnerable when you go out and share your faith. When you're on that phone call, you're on that Zoom call, you might be on that FaceTime or, you know, WhatsApp video or Messenger. Find ways to connect with those who are not yet saved and and invest time in the brokenhearted. Invest time with those who are in need of a savior hallelujah so don't take a purse or a bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road this is urgent you've got to get to the destination where the father wants you to minister and my prayer tonight is if we have to be uprooted to be positioned to be even more fruitful let that be in accordance with his will because we don't want to get to a place where we are receiving the fullness of Yahovah, but there's no outlets to get the gospel out. And many people, when they see you walking in Torah, walking in the, 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 the foundations of the scripture, they want to shut you out so your voice is, is devalidated. They don't want you to speak. They don't want you to say anything. But you've got to find that place. Father, where am I fruitful? What did Yeshua have to do have to do? He had to leave Nazareth. Nazareth. Why did he have to leave there? Because a prophet was without honor in his own town. They wanted to stone him when he proclaimed who he was. And if if the Father is speaking to you right now and he's saying, Listen, you you've been at this mountain long enough, as we see in the book of Deuteronomy. Where is the promises of Yehovah that brings us to the place, that gets us mobile, that gets us moving, that we deal with that, that the stagnant, uh, you know, we, we don't want to be stagnant with what we are receiving. We don't just want to become fat because of the goodness that we are receiving from Yehovah, but we want to be equipped to be used. What's the point in having all this armor on and being equipped if we are not going to be effective for the kingdom go i am sending you go i am sending you well what does that mean to you what does that mean to me well we've got to go and inquire in the place of prayer until we receive what what is it we are waiting to receive we are waiting for yahovah to appoint us to uh, ordain us to send us ordination is not something that happens 
from the, the, the position of man. When you are ordained in the ministry, ordained in your calling, uh, you know, it is something that happens in the heavenly realm that man recognizes that is already taking place. You know, we will see the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit within your lives because of how you act. You're not looking for a vacancy. You're not looking, uh, you know, oh, I, I wonder if someone will ask me to use my gift. You know, you know what? what is it about the gift that we are looking for uh, in leadership? What's the thing we're looking for? We're looking for people who are just so full of the Spirit, they just can't help but do what the Father has called them to do. That's how I've lived most of my life. And I know many of you are also in that place as well. But I just want to encourage you, if you're in the place you feel shy, you feel like, well, if I step out, what happens if someone bites my head off for for sharing my faith? You know, you might have atheistic, uh, you know, people who are atheists within your family, and, you know, if you're sharing with another family member, you've got this other family member just going to bite your head off. But you need to pray over these things. Pray over our witness. Pray over the harvest. Father, send forth workers into the harvest. This is the thing that breaks my heart more than anything else, is the importance of to see the workers being released into the harvest field, that we will have people who will truly teach the gospel of the kingdom. Verse 5, when you enter a house, first say shalom to this house. If a man of peace is there, um, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you. So this is what we've got to understand We've got to understand that we need to be in places where the word is being received, where the peace of Yehovah is accepted. You know, if they get to that place where, where you recognize that there is no peace, what does it mean where there is no peace? You know, they might look at you and say, I, I don't like you. I don't want to spend time with you. I don't want to listen to you. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Well, guess what? You are not going to successfully break through into that person's life unless the Father is going to manifest the gifts of the Spirit and give you a prophetic word to break through. And sometimes that happens. So we're trying to find a way on how we break down the walls of the brokenhearted and the lost and those who are separated from Yahovah. Father, give us keys of the kingdom to bring change in the lives of others. When you enter the house, if they say, peace, I'm open. I want to hear the gospel of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Come and share with me. Then that's a door we need to walk into. Hallelujah. Stay, verse 7 of uh, Luke chapter 10. Stay at, in that house, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. What do you mean the worker de deserves the wages? We see the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. When we are those who communicate the gospel, minister the gospel, the Father said, I will bring forth provision don't leave the house. Stay there. Why? Because, you know, a house is a meeting place. And what happens within that home? It's not just about the people in that home. It's about those who come to that home. And here we are during 
lockdown uh, you know we're, we're we've just had an extension on the lockdown here in israel if i if i'm correct on that uh i think i saw a note on that that we have an extension on the lockdown here we've got the airport shut down and everything so we can't walk around into people's homes but what we can do is we can share the gospel in so many other ways we can share it in so many other uh, ways using technology so don't have the excuse well i'm just grounded at the moment i can't really do much ask the father what's the key who do you need me to minister to who are we praying for what lost people are we praying for and i encourage you at this time you know we're we're coming up to to the passover season and we want to be prepared we want to be ready you know for his kingdom to be revealed hallelujah don't move around from house to house allow the father to establish you in a place so that our our ministry can be more effective you know what 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 did he say in today's world because of how unfriendly people are when you move into new neighborhoods they say it takes 10 years just for your roots to go down in a community 10 years for your neighbors to accept you you know i don't know if that's true in every area today some places you go to it might be a lot longer you know if you're in the scottish highlands you know you've got about you know 10 days and you're going to feel part of the community unless of course you're english then it might take you 10 years <laughs> but you know it takes you it, it it depends on how long it takes for you to be established in that area but what we're asking for father where is the place of peace where is the place of peace that we need to go to to minister your truth and you know our focus with crossing point uh, global community is to create a place of peace so that people's gifts can be recognized so that people can participate because the body of messiah is meant to be a body that participates hallelujah so don't move around from house to house find a place where you belong and minister from that location find out how we become a part of making a difference to establish the kingdom of yahovah when you enter a town and are welcomed eat what is set before you heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of elohim is near you when you enter a town you're welcomed eat and then what does it say heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of elohim is near you what's it saying step out of your comfort zone you don't have to wait for the feelings if we are prayed up and this is the key are we prayed up are we prayed up to minister or are you just prayed up to survive there's a very big difference to being prayed up to survive and prayed up to minister we've got to get all of our problems and lay them to the side you know i've been going through these battles especially today uh, or the last few days just on some preparation and some key decisions i have to make because of the warfare and the attacks that's going on here in israel and you know i'm waiting and i'm waiting and i've got people telling me you have to hurry up you've got to make a decision you've got to you know you've got to uh, proceed you've got to go forward and this is what is happening 
in man's eyes. This is how fast and what you've got to do. And I'm I'm listening to the Ruach HaKodesh and I'm saying, Father, I need to know what you are saying. I need your word to be clear. Why? Because I want to see the boldness of Yahovah, the authority of Yahovah, the signs and wonders of a mighty God bringing deliverance and transformation in the midst of the persecution and the trials that we are facing. We are dealing with a spiritual battle. And if you're not in the midst of the storm right now, hallelujah, but we will all face storms at different times. I love it when we come out of the storms and we see victory. Sometimes we come out of the storms like we did a few weeks ago and went straight back into another huge storm. But the Father knows. He's equipped us. No temptation has seized us except what is common to man. But even in the midst of all of this, even in the midst of the attacks, are we focused and are we in that place where we're saying, Father, I want you to use me to minister, you know, to those who are ripe unto harvest. We don't just need to minister to the stiff necks and to those that don't want to listen. But Father, where are those who are ripe unto harvest? As you go through your prayer list of those you are praying for, those you're asking to bring unto salvation and to, uh, you know, uh, transform their lives. Ask the Father, who is ripe unto harvest? And, you know, when we're dealing with what's ripe unto harvest, who's ripe unto harvest, it's a very interesting point because sometimes in your flesh you might not feel that the other person is ripe unto harvest. I'll never forget one day I was in prayer in my office and just really pressing in uh, for salvation, for the opportunity to minister, praying over this exact word. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And I'm asking you, Father, send forth your workers, send forth your workers. But here I am. Here I am. I want to go in your name, and I know what you are saying. I'm sending you. And I was pressing in and praying one day in my office in, in Wales in the UK, and uh, I was doing a deal uh, in Australia, actually, for an exhibition that was going on in Australia. And our company was uh, doing the contracts for doing all of the uh, signs and display and installation for this uh, uh, exhibition. So we're getting ready for all of this. And, you know, I've got a new business partner uh, for the project and we're getting all these things together. Well, anyway, this guy comes round to uh, my office for us to go through the details. And we're sitting there and I hear the Ruach HaKodesh say this to me. Tell this man, if you don't receive Yeshua right now, you could drop dead anytime. It's time for you to repent. I'm like, that sounds like manipulation. This guy's not ripe on the harvest, man. I can hardly get this guy to be clean in speech with the stuff that's coming out of his mouth. He didn't look like he was ripe unto harvest. And I'm having this argument with the Holy Spirit while I'm, in, I'm communicating with this gentleman as we're getting things organized for an exhibition event. And then in the end, I'm realizing, you know what, the Holy Spirit, I'm praying that the Father will send forth workers into the harvest field, that he'll bring us around those who are ripe, those who are ripe, ready for the picking. You know, we don't want to have, uh, you know, just all spend all of our days and all of our times in difficult situations with people that just don't want to hear. 
but we want to be in an environment where people are open to the gospel. So I eventually open my mouth and say to this gentleman called James, I said, James, I said, you know, I'm a believer in God. I love God. And I said, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he told me to tell you that if you don't receive Yeshua as your Lord and Savior right now, you could drop dead at any time. You need a Savior. This guy immediately bursts into tears. He's crying. I'm like, what is going on? And this big guy, you know, the, you know, tough guy, all of a sudden melts. In my argument with Yahovah, this person's not ripe unto harvest. But this is why we need ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. We have to be able to hear that we will go to areas where the harvest is ripe. You know, if it's ripe, you've got to get that harvest in at this point. Don't leave it too long, or their hearts might be hardened again. So anyway, this guy James, he he gets saved. He's crying out to Yahovah. He's repenting of his sins. The Father's moving in a mighty way. Tears are washing down his face. Once he gets over that, we're, we're just talking about the scriptures, and I'm talking about Yeshua to him. Then my wife comes in with a, a sandwich for my lunch, and she's and I said, "Oh, uh, it's not James. His name is Chris." I said, "Oh, Haley, this is Chris. Uh, he just received Yeshua. He's just born again of the Spirit." And Haley looks at him and said, "The Holy Spirit just gave me a word. You're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues right now." He's like, "What is that? I have no idea what you're talking about." I'm like, "Help me, Yeshua." Help me, Jesus, what's going on here? I said, okay, listen, I'm just going to lay hands on you. We're going to pray for you. And you're just going to be filled with the Spirit. And I didn't tell him about how to pray in tongues, what tongues looks like or anything like that. I said, is it okay if I just lay my hands on your head? And he's thinking, this is a bit weird. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I said, just stand up. He stands up. I lay my hands on his head. And I, I said, Father, make for this man in your Ruach HaKodesh. May he be baptized in the Spirit. Father, give him a heavenly language. Bring transformation into his life. And as I'm praying in Yeshua's name, boom! He almost flies back. He nearly falls through the wall. And he's, He starts praying in the Spirit. Man, he's got tears coming down his face again. He can't stop praying in the Spirit. The anointing, the presence of Yahweh is filling the room. This is a new babe in Messiah. He's just come to faith. He's just being born again of the Spirit. Now he's singing in tongues and praying in tongues. And he's speaking out loud. He can't keep quiet. You can't shut this guy up. And we are rejoicing in the room as well. Haley and I are praying in the Spirit. We're rejoicing. We're giving praise to Yahovah. What a blessed moment of seeing victory in Messiah. Then it gets to the place where he's like, listen, I've got to go. I've got another appointment I've got to be to. So he, he's he's walking out the door in the, the office and going down the hall. He's still praying in the spirit. He gets down and gets into his Porsche. <laughs> he's driving out of my drive and I have one of these uh, storm drain entrances. He drives down... Phew, rips that front bumper off his Porsche and he gets out. He's still praising in the spirit. <laughs> he picks the bumper up and, you know, pulls it off the car, the bit that's left. He puts it into the back seat of his car. He's like, glory, glory, hallelujah, gets in his car and drives off. You know, this is the, the event that took place. 
I'm like, man, this this is amazing what the father is doing within his life. So I don't see him for, you know, a few months. You know, uh, I'm in preparation, doing other things. I've I've got international business. I'm flying. I'm in different countries and there's so much going on. Then eventually we get together. It's like 12 weeks later, three months later. He just walks into my office, no appointment. Hey, Kenny. He said, I've just got to tell you what happened. He said, that day I came here. Number one, my wife got born again 10 years ago. I have never heard the gospel. He had never heard the gospel. When his wife got saved and came home and said, I've, I've accepted Jesus. I'm saved. I'm born again. He looked at his wife and said, you will never speak anything about the Bible in this home. If you do, I'll divorce you. You cannot, you will not share your faith with me. This man had never heard a verse of scripture. He he would not allow anyone to speak the word of God in his home and eventually quenched uh, the spirit within his wife so that she wasn't walking in the faith any longer. He discouraged us. He discouraged her in every way possible. He said, I don't know anything about anything. But one thing I do know, before I walked into your office, I was at my doctor's, and my doctor said to me, uh, you know, your heart is so weak, you could drop dead anytime. You, you should not go up ladders anymore, because you might be up a ladder and collapse, and that's the wrong place to collapse from, standing up on top of a ladder. He said, your, your health is so bad, you could literally drop dead anytime. And what was the word I said? If you don't receive Yeshua right now, you could drop dead anytime. And as he's sharing with me, he says, you have to understand how much I'm against the gospel, how much I'm against Jesus, Yeshua. But when you spoke that word, it was the truth that set me free. And he was radically transformed, radically healed, saved, delivered, and healed. Hallelujah. We've got to step out. And when we are sent, when we go in his name, and and you know, what am I saying here? I'm saying pray, pray. If you've got delay uh, in someone's life or, or, or delay, pray. Father, we break the spirit of delay. We ask, Father, for your name to be glorified in the lives of others, in the lives of the brokenhearted. And it's the preparation and prayer that equips us, you know, so that when we get to that place where we find that house of peace, we can fellowship with them. We can stand up and minister healing to those who are sick, deliverance to the demon-possessed. We can raise the dead. We can cast out devils. Preach the gospel so that those who are listening will come to a place of salvation hallelujah this is the hour in which we are in we are called to minister by the holy spirit what does it mean to heal the sick what does it mean you can't heal the sick you're not a qualified doctor even doctors can't heal the sick they might give you pills and portions and all sorts you know if you've broke your bone they might put them together and say okay we have to wait you know for the creator to, you know, bring forth the healing. 
but we are called to tap into the heavenly realm. Oh, I'm passionate about seeing the sick healed. I'm passionate about seeing deliverance and transformation in people's lives. So let's get to that place where we prepare to see the miraculous, because that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, Father, increase the miraculous within our ministry and within our lives. And that's my prayer for each and every one of us, that we will see his kingdom come and his will done. So the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send forth workers into the harvest field. But recognize that when you are saying, Father, send forth your workers into the harvest field, you will hear the echo from heaven. Go, I am sending you. Go, I am sending you. It's the echo from heaven, from the place of prayer. Father, send forth your workers into the harvest field. Father, send forth your workers into the harvest field. Listen, echo, go, I am sending you. The Father wants us to be a people who are making a difference for the kingdom in this generation. And that's all I want to share tonight. That's the word that the Father put on my heart to share. I want to encourage you. This is the hour. This is the day of victory in Messiah. This is the day where we see the fruitfulness of what it truly means to walk in the Spirit. And all we need to do is just ask the Father, where is the the harvest ripe so we can go minister the gospel? And if you're called to a hard area where the gospel isn't ripe, that's okay. That's what we're doing here in the land of Israel. You know, we're not sitting here in some ripe location. You know, we have incredible testimonies and stories as we share our faith here in the land. Many people are open. And then we have the religious who are against anyone who believes in Yeshua. And they want to come against you every way they know how. But we want to be those that bring forth the light of the gospel of the kingdom. You know, I had an engineer from the cable company come to see me one day just dealing with our communications as a ministry and for broadcasting. And he walked in, he's, he's like, you know, what's, what's going on here? I said, oh, I, I said, I teach the Torah. He's like, oh, you teach the Torah? Oh, don't talk to me because, you know, I'm a total atheist. I said, what do you mean you're a total atheist? He said, I come out of a strict orthodox environment and um, I've run away from that I've been uh, um, denounced by my own family my family have pretty much had a funeral for me I have no exit to my siblings I can't talk to anyone within my community because I've made a decision to walk away from God and be an atheist and he said so don't bother talking to me I said that's okay no problem but you know what he didn't understand that in the morning I'd spent hours in prayer. Father, divine appointments and holy assignments. Father, bring us across the path of those who are hurting, those who are broken, that your life, that your truth will break through. And what does it take? See, if your witness and the way you communicate is just to run through a script, well, you know, when I go witness, I've got to, take them on the Roman road. I've got to take them down the 10 steps to salvation, the seven steps to this, your three steps to that. And that's how I'm going to witness. Let me tell you something. 
If you want to see signs and wonders and miracles and transformation, you don't need those steps. You just need to hear from heaven. What's the Father saying? So, you know, why did I tell this guy I'm a Torah teacher? I, I don't say that to everybody. Yeah, I might say I'm a businessman or whatever. You know, sometimes you've got people coming to your office. You know, you, you're not going to, uh, you know, share with them in, in different ways. You know, you might share with them, but you just don't know what's going on in their heart. I, I'm always challenged when someone says, so so what do you do? What what type of business are you in? I'm like, oh, you know, where do I start, you know? But what, you know, what happened with this young man? We go around and we're doing our stuff concerning business. He's walking around in a prayed up environment. And this is what I love about finding a house of peace so that we can proclaim that this property is filled with the glory of Yehovah, that the land that we are standing on is committed unto Yehovah. Devil, you don't have this space. And you speak over your homes, speak over your land. Devil, you don't have this space. This space belongs to Yeshua, belongs to the creator of the universe. You have nothing on this space. Your your assignments have to stop on the borderlines of my property. This place will be a house of salvation, a house of healing, and a house of prayer. Hallelujah. So as I took this gentleman around, he walked around a prayed-up environment. He walked out an environment that had been soaked in prayer like gasoline that day. Hallelujah. Waiting to ignite the workings of the Spirit. And, you know, I didn't have to say to him, Go on, please, please let me share with you a little about Yeshua. I didn't have to say that to him. I just was who I was, showed him what we do, answered these questions. Then he said, Tell me about Yeshua. Why do you believe in Yeshua as Jesus of Nazareth? Tell me about it. This is an atheist. And I start sharing my faith and I share with him. Guess what happens? Man, I tell you, tears are running down his face. He's like, why am I crying? You know, this is a, a hard-nosed, ex-religious Jew who's a complete atheist, doesn't believe there's a God. And I'm just sharing with him. Boom, he's weeping like a baby. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's happening. And remember, Haley was coming up the stairs. My office was in an open plan area on the second floor. And she walks upstairs and, you know, she walks up and this guy's weeping. And he's he's like apologizing to my wife. I don't know why I'm crying. I don't know what's going on. And he said this to me. He said, I walked in here an atheist, but I cannot walk out the same way. And that was it. That's what took place that day. Are we prayed up? Are we ready? Are we asking the Lord of the harvest to send forth workers into his harvest field? And I want to encourage you. Listen, the Father is saying, just as we saw here at the beginning of uh, chapter 10, he appointed 72. He said, I'm sending you out. And you know, We're not just called to be lone rangers, but how do we get to that place where we are being sent, that we have people who are praying for us, walking with us, encouraging us in the mission that is ahead of us. And I want you to know that that's what Bulldozer Faith is here for. Crossing Point 
global community. We are here to raise up a house of prayer, to be effective in outreach, to be effective in the ministry of bringing the gospel of the kingdom. But it's not about what we do, it's or, or I do. It's about what we do as a community. So pray over it, because we are going to be moving into a new gear with uh, Cross and Point uh, Global Community. Our focus is to really establish a community that grows of people who are committed to see transformation, to see change, to play a part on how we can be even more effective for the gospel corporately than we can be on our own. So pray about those things because that's where we're at as a ministry with Crossing Point. And we're going to share a little bit about that on the newsletter tomorrow. So don't miss the newsletter tomorrow. Um, let me just send you a link. If you don't get um, our news alerts, here is the link so that you can get our alerts uh, for uh, the news that we send out each week from the ministry. So, Father, what we want to do is we just want to take a moment and we want to recognize that we want to see your kingdom come, Father. We want to see your will done. May you flood this earth like we read yesterday with the rain, with the dew, with the blessings. Will you pour out on the earth so that people who are even atheists will see the goodness of God? It doesn't matter what people say, but we want to be people who are prayed up. We want prayer to be the number one focus in our life that we can see transformation. So that we can grow up in the Spirit and make a difference for your kingdom. So Father, I pray for every word that's been spoken tonight. I pray, Father, that you will bring us to a place of victory in Messiah. And I want every single one of you, if you're listening by podcast, if you're listening that's not live, or if you're listening live right now, I'm speaking directly to you. What am I saying? Go. This is the word of Yehovah. I am sending you. Go. I am sending you. What does that mean to you? We'll get into the closet in the place of prayer and say, Father, I'm not leaving till I understand what it truly means to go. And and some of you have already gone. Some of you are already in mission. You're already working. You're already out there making a difference. Hallelujah. Keep pressing forward and recognize that, Father, he is your source. He will make a way over everything that you're doing and everything that you need. You will see, for, you will see his provision come forth in such a time as this. Thank you for watching. Oh, I didn't tell you. You can email me, Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. Share testimonies. Uh, if you have prayer requests, send them to Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. If you're blessed with the ministry, you want to sow a seed into the ministry, go to bulldozerfaith.com forward slash give. And that's where you can make a donation. Uh, if, you want to, if you're in other countries and you don't see your currency or your country listed, just send us an email because we have bank accounts in Australia, New Zealand, in Europe, in the UK, in Canada, in America, in Israel. We've got bank accounts in so many places, hallelujah, where we gather resources to be used for spreading the gospel to this generation. So thanks for joining with us. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. 
Tomorrow is preparation day, so for all of you who are down under, for Esther and for others from Australia who are tuning in, you know, happy preparation day as you are getting ready for uh, the, the Sabbath. Hallelujah. So look forward to seeing you tomorrow night as we welcome in the Sabbath here uh, in uh, Israel. And uh, we look forward to releasing the newsletter and the updates and the review of what the Father has been saying through the ministry for this past week. Until tomorrow, shalom, shalom. <laughs>